Welcome to Thoughts Disrupted with your host, Melissa Girovec. This podcast is for the doers, the seekers, and the entrepreneurs ready to make a change in their life and business. Together each week, we will explore topics that will help push you out of your comfort zone and change your thoughts to better serve your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome. Today, I am chatting with Kate Warren, family and branding photographer based in St. Mary's, Ontario, serving the GTA, GHA, and Perth County. Kate started her photography business in 2013. She always loved taking photos, taking after her dad, who is a photographer, and would get some of his hand-me-down equipment from him to practice. She started out taking photos of friends for their special events in her early 20s, and it snowballed from there. Though she never intended for photography to be her full-time job, here she is eight years later, and she is loving it. Kate, tell me about the business today, because I am absolutely fascinated because I'm always intrigued when someone starts something for themselves or for fun or just as like a hobby and it ends up turning into something so much more. So tell me about the business today and how much it has transformed. Yeah. Well, Mel, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I love being on podcasts now. It used to make me so nervous. And here I'm rambling on. Okay. So my business now looks very different than when it was when I first started in 2013. Now I have more of a niche. I like to do family and branding photography, like you just mentioned. Before, when I started out, I was literally just like saying yes to anything that people were asking me to do. I, at at a young age, I had a bunch of friends that were getting pregnant and having babies, and they just knew as you know a hobby, I like to do photography, and they couldn't really afford anything. So they're just like, hey, Kate, can you do that for us? And and I loved it. I loved it so much. And it turns out that I was really good at it. And the reason why I never intended this to be a full-time career primarily is because I was very intimidated by the industry. You know, there's so many people who have beautiful accounts, beautiful websites. And like I said, my dad's a photographer. So I felt like there was big shoes to fill. But as the years went on, I made a lot of contacts with people and it just, I don't know, it kind of just snowballed from there. I was like the go-to person for people for photos. I've literally done everything, Mel, from dog photography, like pet photography, (laughs) I did photos for Lululemon at Sherway Gardens for a year. And that was really fun because uh, they paid me in clothing. It was at the beginning of my career. And I still have those clothes because Lululemon is, they have really good, like quality clothing. And that happens. I did it 2014, 2015. So that was like, what, six, seven years ago. And I still have some of the clothing. And I used to be their in-store brand photographer. And I did that for about a year. I've done weddings. I've done gym and fitness photography. But when, you know, last March 2020 kind of hit the scene, I decided to kind of really focus on my niche and Not like I had to, but I wanted to. And I focused on family and branding photography and that deciding to do that has been the best thing for my business. That's so cool. Um, 
was it hard to find to pick a niche? Because like I know for myself, when I'm wanting to get photos done and stuff, there's tons of wedding photographers, there's tons of newborn photographers, branding photographers, not not as easy to find. I'm also diving into acting, finding a photographer for actor headshots, which are very different from commercial photos, not very easy to find. But there's so many different areas that you can do that you can start or join. I'm not saying this properly, but different niches that you can choose for your business. How did you choose branding and family photos? It's just really interesting. Like you said, there are a lot of wedding photographers and, you know, I think just because you're good at one type of photography doesn't mean that you're necessarily meant to do other ones. For example, I know a lot of people who are wonderful wedding photographers, but they, they don't love doing family photos. They don't like working with children, right? But I love working with children. I have like a decade worth of experience working with kids and I, I really do enjoy it. And so I knew I've always wanted to do that. But there was always a part of me that loved working with other entrepreneurs, you know, being a photographer, I worked by myself, for myself. And, you know, I always loved connecting with other, especially female entrepreneurs and, you know, and, you know, you know, focusing, sorry, (laughs) and focusing on branding photography, I just found that I I really enjoyed it. And people enjoyed me taking their photos because as you know, Mel, you were, you know, you hired me and that's yep. so much fun. But I feel like I, I've been told that I I bring um, a sense of calmness to sessions. I make people feel comfortable in front of the camera as best as I can. And, you know, and it just turns out to be something that I really enjoy. I love connecting and working with other um, entrepreneurs as well. That's awesome. I mean, energy, you touched a little bit of on how you make people feel Mm -hmm. and energy for any entrepreneur in any industry, energy is everything. And in photography, the energy that you bring to the space really brings out the expression and the people that you're there to take pictures of. So that is so huge. Um, Getting away from what I had kind of planned to ask, what is it that you do to either set yourself up or maintain your energy so that you can bring that to your shoots? That's a really good question. And I've been working more and more on this in the last, let's say six months, just because I've been getting more branding sessions and they tend to be a little bit longer and they're a little bit more intimate. So I like to like the day or the morning of a session, I like to just like sit in my office quietly and just journal and just kind of because even though I've been doing this for eight years, I still have these imposter syndrome, you know, negative talk in my head. And so I like to journal. I like to journal out all of these things that are coming up. It's like, who am I to be doing this? Or am I going to make beautiful photos? And so what I like to do is really just like sit with myself and just kind of get out all of or any kind of um, nerves that I have and really just kind of work out like, what I can bring to the table, you know, what are the reasons why people are booking with me? What can I make out of this session? Like, you know, you know, you and I had the same coach for a while. So, you know, those kind of journal prompts that she likes to give. And it's just, you know, I just tried to have a nice quiet morning, the day of a session. And I just really tune into knowing 
that, you know, I can create these beautiful photos for somebody's business. I love that. I love that. I think how you set yourself up Mm -hmm. is so huge. Do you have any recommendations for anybody who might be listening so that they can set themselves up before photo shoot? Because I know like for a lot of people getting their picture taken is an uncomfortable experience and that's the self-image right we we have a poor self-image we're afraid of how we're gonna look we're very aesthetically um inclined in our culture so we're always expecting perfection and demanding it of ourselves and photo shoot can be such a liberating experience i know i've had this it can be such an empowering experience but you have to be in a space to be open to that And that can be really difficult. And I think setting yourself up energetically for a photo shoot is really important if you want to bring out, how do I want to say this, your full expression of yourself, Mm -hmm. not so much to look good, but when you feel good, you look good. (laughs) That's just for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good question. And so I always like to start off with like, you know, high, like uh, surface level stuff is like wardrobe, right? Like, you know, you want to feel good in the clothes that you're in, because like you said, that will translate in the photos. And so finding outfits that just make you feel so freaking good about yourself. And you had some amazing outfits from our photo shoot. Like I love that champagne dress that you wore that oh, with that hat. Oh my goodness. And it was just You know, and I could tell when someone is wearing something that they feel really good in that they're not so much in their head. They're more enjoying the experience of getting their photo taken. If you want to, you know, we'll start at the surface and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Again, another surface thing is try not to eat foods that make you feel unsexy, you know, like perhaps no, no, not a lot of breads or a lot of dairy and stuff like that, just because you don't want to be thinking about oh my gosh, I feel like my stomach is going to pop because I feel so bloated from what I had for breakfast. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, really just, you know, maybe don't drink so much coffee because if coffee makes you anxious and it's just like, you know what I mean? Just being very mindful of what you're putting in your body. I would say up to like half a day before the session. Cause I know I've had experiences with other people and they're just like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that because now all I'm thinking about is, whatever x y and z i think some other things that you can do to energetically get ready is to you know journal you know i love journaling i know it's like a big thing but it's like you know write out all the things that are making you feel a little bit vulnerable because taking getting your photo taken is a very vulnerable experience it can be i know it takes practice i certainly don't like getting my photo taken again because of what you said it's like you feel good and then you get in front of the camera and then you're just thinking about little things that no one else is probably going to see but you're going to see them right and i just feel like you know really just like journaling and getting all that stuff out of your head and onto paper because i feel like just like that in itself is very therapeutic have a good playlist i feel like that's also really good for a good session i know you what did you have old old rock or something and that was really cool because you can just tell that like you know you're in your like the energy and the vibration that you want to bring to the table. I feel like having good music and just, you know, I I feel like those are the top things. It's just like, make sure you have like good wardrobe, you know, you know, get everything out on paper that, you know, 
you know, things that you may not feel so good in, but then also just feel like affirmations, like, you know, I, I am beautiful. I am worthy. I am this, this, and this. And I feel like actually one of my clients, she did that and she never liked getting her photo taken. And then we did a branding session together and her colleague was there and she's like, how do you make it look so easy? She's like, I've been saying affirmations to myself throughout this entire session. And every photo I showed her, she's like, that's wonderful, Kate. That's great. And she said before she would never like really feel like that before. So I feel like that is also something to consider because I feel like that's really good. I feel like it's very much a shift from not being so concerned about what it's going to look like, but being overly concerned with what it's going to feel like and putting the emphasis on that. How do I set myself up to feel good before, during, after, how do I, how do I get into the feels? How do I create the feelings that I want going into it so that I can actually embody what it is that I want to embody? it's not really about what you look like. It's about what you feel like, because that's what the camera captures. If you feel, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you feel shy and self-conscious, that's what the camera captures. If you feel tired and you're not really into it and you're just there, that's what the camera captures. If you don't feel comfortable in your body, that's what the camera captures, but it doesn't have to be that way. Exactly. Yeah. That's a really good point. Okay. Let's, Let's segue here. I want to come back to you. We've talked about some really good things about setting yourself up and about energy. I mean, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. So, and most of the people listening to this know it's not easy being an entrepreneur. What would you say the biggest challenge has been for you as your business grows? Setting boundaries, I feel like is the biggest thing. And only recently have I been trying to put healthy boundaries in place in my business, you know, especially with photographers, there's ebbs and flows of seasons where you're busy and not so busy. So right now, when we're recording this, it's a very full season for me, it's we're getting we're just wrapping up fall sessions and going into holiday sessions. And in previous years, I would already be experiencing burnout from all the sessions that I have. And this year I'm not because I am making my mental health a priority. I am setting, you know, very appropriate boundaries around my work when it's time for me to work, when it's time for me to not work instead of just, you know, really, you know, running on empty, which I've done um, so many times before, because I think as entrepreneurs, well, we're like, well, when are, I don't know when I'm going to be making money. So I'm going to take all the things that I can now because I don't know when, you know, my next paycheck's going to be right. And that's not the energy or the vibration we want to be in. However, we can't help ourselves because there's, it's not like a corporate job where we know we're going to get a certain amount every two weeks or whatever. Right. So I feel like the biggest thing that I've had to learn is good work boundaries, you know, especially with myself, like, you know, and it's not easy. I fall back to my old Kate ways sometimes, but I am getting better at that. So I would say boundaries has been the hardest thing. That's huge, right? I mean, that's, that's a big part of our conditioning mm-hmm. is that we are here to work, yeah. that we should be spending 30, 40, 50, 60, I don't even want to mention the other numbers of yeah. hours working a week and mm-hmm. that making money, like as much as if you ask people and you say, is making money 
the reason that you're on this planet, people are going to be like, no. But then if you actually look at their behavior, Mm -hmm. that's kind of the priority. And we're kind of conditioned to operate out of lack and fear. How am I going to get the next paycheck? How am I going to secure that? If there's an opportunity, I better make the most of it now because I might be poor later. Like like all of those fear-based ideas and what happens and when we, when we indulge in that, then our self-care goes to shit because yeah. money is more important than us. Yeah. It's, it, it's such a, it's such a, it has such a strong hold on us as a, yeah. as a culture that when you see someone saying, you know, nah, I work like 15, 20 hour work weeks. People are like, well, I mean, either you're lazy Or, you know, you just got this magical opportunity that you're not like everybody else. And that's really not what it is. It's, it's, it's an understanding that things are actually not supposed to be that way. You're not supposed to be on a hamster wheel burning yourself out, right? No. So self-management, self-management is everything. Managing your activity, setting your boundaries. I love that you talked about boundaries because- Nobody teaches you to set boundaries. No, you have to figure that one out on your own. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. And same with like parenthood too, right? No one tells you how to, no one talks about the boundaries that you need to set when you become a parent, because, you know, you got to have it with yourself and with your partner and with your children and with your family. And, you know, I feel like no one, exactly what you said, like no one teaches you how to set boundaries. And I don't think in any aspect. No. Well, and the expectation as a parent is that you don't have boundaries. Now you exist for your child. And I hate this, this ideology because it's so harmful. People will say, when you have a child, it is your job to give up everything for them and put them first. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is toxic is what that is. Because what is the child learning to put everyone else in front of themselves and they're going to burn out just like you're burning out. It, it's not helpful to anybody. And that's not love. No. Love is saying mommy needs to take some time for herself right now and teaching them to do that. That's love. That's going to set them up, yeah. right? Yeah. It's breaking those generational you know, cycles and traumas and all that kind of stuff, right? And I feel like you know, being an entrepreneur, we get to rewrite how we work we get to kind of set the tone on like how we want to model this kind of stuff for our children I know this is not the topic of you know parenthood but it's it's just like but I feel like it's also important because like you said we want our children to you know see us healthy you know want to see us you know succeeding but also you know work's not everything we love what we do but we don't want to do it all the time well no and I love it yeah. yeah. And I mean, entrepreneurship, like it's, it's different from a typical job where like a typical job has very clear lines of mm-hmm. this is work time and this is home time, mm-hmm. but entrepreneur, it all meshes together yeah. and there's beauty in that, in that there's freedom and you can incorporate the family stuff that like, you're not asking somebody else time off to spend time with your family. Yeah. And that's kind of stress. There's a beauty and a freedom in that, but there's also a responsibility in that you have to figure out how to manage yourself and how to prioritize appropriately and if you've been taught that you're at the bottom of the totem pole well Mm -hmm. you're not going to self-manage enough properly to either create the success or maintain it 
Yeah. Right. And there's like this sense of, you know, learning to trust yourself and setting these kind of things in place for you, right? Because no one's going to do it for you. So that's another big learning curve. I think it's being an entrepreneur, no matter what industry you're in, is that we like, you know, like we were talking about, it's like, we feel like we need to work these 80 hour weeks, you know, being an entrepreneur, but it's okay because I'm working for myself and I'm deciding to do that. Right. That was at least my mentality when I was doing photography. Like I can't even tell you, I would work these insane amount of hours, like not eating this before I had a kid, like not eating, not showering, not spending time with my husband. And I would just be work, 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 work. And it's just like, that is not how we want things to be. And that's not how it should be. But it's like you said, it's like this badge of honor, you know, this overwork and, you know, we take a lot of pride and all of that kind of stuff. But, and it's like, there's something to be said about doing things at your own pace, but also being successful. And I feel like those kind of conversations are not talked about enough, you no, know, they're not yeah. being had at all. No. I mean, it's, I mean, in certain spaces, right. Yeah. But it's, it's very frightening to see because I, like, I remember I started following a woman. She had started a business of hers and I was in the throes of burnout at this point, just to give Mm -hmm. some context here. I was like, I don't even think I can grow a business. I don't think this is for me. I don't know what I was thinking because I'm throwing everything I have at this and I can't even sign a client right now. Like, what do I do? And I found this woman And she is a multimillionaire and she has a whole team and she works 10 hours a week. And I was like, it it went against everything I'd been taught because I'd been taught if you want more money, you need to work more. Mm-hmm. that's there's no other way around it. And here I started listening to her and she's saying, um, no, you need to work smart and you need to invest in people who are going to help you. You need to invest in proper coaching and setting yourself up mentally. You need to invest in the self-care so that you're actually, when you're showing up, you are showing up and you are making the most of that work time. And that's it. And I was kind of like blown away. Are those kind of investments that you make in your business as it's growing? Absolutely. You know, I... I invested in my own coach, like, as you know, like last summer was the first time I invested in myself in my business in any way. And I was doing that, that was like, what, seven years in. And I was just doing everything on my own. I was like, you know, spinning my wheels. And I was just like, I was successful. Like I was making good money. But right now, I'm making double, almost triple monthly when I decided to a take care of myself, b invest in myself and outsource where I feel like I, cause as a business owner, we wear many hats, right. And just like, you know, we don't like, I shouldn't say most. Okay. So most business owners don't like the business side of running a business, like the admin tasks. And I mean, I personally, that's not my strong suit. And I feel like once I can outsource stuff that I don't love, it gives me more time to work on the stuff that I do love. And it gives me more opportunity to give back and serve to the community that I have built over the last seven years. So I do believe in investing in yourself, like getting a coach that you are aligned with, I think is super important. You know, I I cannot say enough good things about business coaches. I feel feel like everyone needs one, but you know, 
I, before this, I wasn't in a place to really hear, you know, I wasn't in a place to be like, yes, I need to have a business coach. You need to get to a certain point, I think, before you realize it. And it's scary to invest in yourself. Cause again, we're taught not to, we're taught mm-hmm. to literally pour in every other direction, but ourselves, but there is something to be said about having someone by your side who knows a little bit more than you in how to grow your business and, you know, how to help with mindset shifts and, you know, some of the things that you may be stuck on, you know, because we're not meant to do this by ourselves, but but somehow we feel like, you know, we have to, but, you know, you can bring people into your, into your world that can help you and your message and your purpose thrive and bloom and to, you know, live in a space where it's how it's, how it's supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love that you brought that up that we're not meant to do this by ourselves because yeah. I feel like if you look at any successful entrepreneur they have a team they have people mm-hmm. and it's not because they're rich that they have those people they're rich because they have those people like yes. the people come first yeah. it's they don't like build this beautiful thing on their own and then they're like now I can afford to pay the people like that's just <laughs> that's no. not how it works but like I feel like there's a really strong sense of pride in doing something by yourself. There's also a fear of other people knowing that you need help. Yes. Right. That's why Instagram is all everybody's successes and nobody's Mm -hmm. showing their failures. And when they do show their failures, everybody's on it. Right. It's now almost become like a marketing thing. Let me show where I failed so that everybody can align. And then, you know, but that's the like we don't want to ask for help and we don't know that like that's self-sabotaging you're screwing yourself over you're not doing anybody a favor and Mm -hmm. it's not something deserving of a pat on the back yeah to do that yeah Yeah. it's like that like you know that badge of honor like I talked about before it's like well look what I did all by myself Mm -hmm. and it's just like well no like what I want to do is create something amazing with people by my side who have other perspectives, who have other skills that I do not, you know, have that can build my business to the best that it can be. Yeah, we work better together. Yes. I mean, we work better together. And you also talked about about business coaching and how important that is. I mean, I think it's important to also have many different types of coaching. If like, to work on your needs so that you can actually build and create. Because as an entrepreneur, you're like birthing something new into existence, right? And that's that's a really huge thing. And you can't do that if you're disconnected from yourself. Or yeah. you can't do it the way you want to do it if you're disconnected for yourself. And there's so many different... Sometimes when you work on the self-esteem, that is what you needed to grow your business. Sometimes when you work on reconnecting and taking better care of yourself, you know, healing wounds, that kind of thing. Yeah. Your business is better. I think that's so powerful. What are your thoughts on that? Well, 2020 I went through a massive a massive shift. Like I I hired my business coach and I thought I was just getting going to get business advice, but it turns out that I had done the most healing in 2020 than I had done in the 33 years prior to my entire life. I really went inward and really tried to, you know, figure out 
what my hangups were, why, you know, why I was only making a certain amount of money. Hello, money mindset. And, you know, it rocked my world. Like it changed everything. I mean, it was difficult to look at some of the things that I was either suppressing or neglecting. It's not, it's not easy to see some of your, your faults or some traumas or wounds that you had when you were younger, but working through them is messy, but I think it is such an important piece to um, who you are as a business owner and what you're able to, you know, also serve to your community as well. Yeah. Owning your shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, but no, it's not, you know, any of the things worth having in life are, are not easy though. And that's, that's a great segue into what are you most proud of in your business? That's a good question. I am the most proud um, of the lifestyle that I have been able to create. I started my business when I was 26 and, you know, I didn't have kids. I wasn't in a relationship, but I just always knew that I never wanted to work the nine to five. I was never meant for that. Um, I don't think a lot of people are, but anyways, that's a different conversation on a different day. But um, the most proud of, like I'm most proud of is being able to live the life that I want and have the flexibility around my work schedule. So I can, you know, really spend that quality time with my daughter, really get to have that time freedom that I want. Cause for me, that is, that is the most important. That is why I am working for myself is to kind of have the flexibility in the time and to not, not be in that rat race. So for me, I love that. Yeah. I I think that's like the general theme of this whole podcast is, you know, we talked about it for photo shoots. We talked about it like in setting goals and lifestyle is just setting yourself up, investing in and giving yourself whatever it is you need to have what you want. Yeah. Like that's, that's basically what it is, is giving yourself permission Mm -hmm to have the things that you want by setting yourself up to get them. And it goes against your conditioning and it goes against what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. But that is how you create a life that makes you feel fulfilled and satisfied, not satisfied, satisfied. Dissatisfaction is a creative state, but um, happy and fulfilled and passionate and alive and not just going through the motions and burnt out and exhausted all the time. Like that is normal but that is not how it is supposed to be. Yeah. Right. That's not like, we're not here to be exhausted and burnt out and just work. Like mm-hmm. what a shit experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it gets to be so much more, but that's a gift that we have to give ourselves. Nobody is going to give that gift to you. You're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and all of a sudden things are going to be better. Yeah. Unless you do something different. Exactly. Yeah. And I think giving your permission, like yourself permission to give you the things that you want. Like you said, I think it goes against your conditioning, but I feel like you really need to um, look inward and drop all the noise around you and really start to listen to your intuition about why you're really doing what you're doing. You know, it's really funny. I'm going to, I'm going to share a little story myself. 
Okay. I like I, everybody who listens to this podcast knows this. They've heard the story a million times yeah. about how like I was always a very self-conscious person, mm-hmm. shit self-esteem, like the whole bit until I started doing the work, making the investments until I started my business and figured out that, oh, huh, I actually have to deal with this shit now. And so a lot of the coaching that I've done, it started off with, oh, I need to get some business coaching so that I can actually grow a business. That's how like, I even started thinking about coaching to begin with. Yeah. And I actually did need that. Got some amazing coaching from Ad Brittany CEO, highly recommend her, by the way. And, and then after that, I was like, okay, but I actually need so much more than business coaching. So now I, like, I've just gotten these amazing tools and I have this structure and I'm doing my calendar and I'm on top of my shit and it's great. But during that time, she talked about how to get into feminine energy. And I'm like, crap, like I realized that I actually don't understand that at all. And I don't know how to connect with myself at all. So then it morphed into now I'm doing like, how do I even describe this? I'm doing a coaching program called Pleasure Empress. And it's all about reconnecting with yourself, like your sensuality, your sexuality, your self-esteem, a lot of the conditioning that is put on women, like Mm -hmm. healing individual wounds, healing collective wounds, like very different from like the business stuff. Yeah. But since I've started doing this work, the way I'm showing up in my business is different. Things are shifting now. I'm starting to realize, oh, like a lot of my clients, I'm giving them like really great strategies and really great ways to grow their business, except they can't even utilize it because they're so trapped in themselves and too shy and too scared. And so like there's, you have to be able to help yourself through that stuff too. Yeah. And it's like, as entrepreneurs, that's still a discussion that's not happening because everybody's talking about set your sales goals, earn your money, like do the work, grind. And it's like, okay, but let's talk about the other half. Let's talk about the energy. Let's talk about connecting with yourself. Let's talk about being able to use your voice and express yourself the way you want to. Like a lot of people look at me and they're like, do you have to swear? And I'm like, yeah, do, do you have to comment on it? Yeah. That's how I express myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people just don't feel comfortable investing in themselves just like on a very like superficial level, like, you know, high level, you know, but when you have to go deep, like dig deeper, like you are with like sensuality and sexuality and stuff like that. Like I know, at least for myself, it's like, that is something that I feel like I need to do, but to actually do it mm-hmm. makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I you mean, I remember, I mean, I remember the first class, she mm-hmm. just started saying like, what the word desire, what does that bring up for you? Some of it was like, oh, like something exciting, whatever. Some of it was like shameful. Yes. You know what I mean? All yeah. the negative stuff that comes out, like we're carrying all that stuff. And yeah. so every time you go to show up on your social media to promote your stuff, you're carrying that stuff, yeah. right? And like that's like the hidden thing under the entrepreneurial thing, under all the people who are like talking about the 50K months and, the, and yeah. all that stuff. They're doing that deep healing work. Yeah. And if you're not yeah. willing to invest in that deep healing work, like you're going to stop at some yeah. point, right? Like you're going to. Threshold that you'll hit. 
Yeah, yeah. Because you continue to hold yourself yeah. back. You're, you're kind of stuck in bondage, right? Yeah. And that's really interesting. It's so funny that you bring that up because I was thinking, I'm like, oh, I need to do deeper, like feminine energy work because I am geared and conditioned in masculine energy, right? Yeah. Well, and so was I. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. And, you know, like, and I'm trying not to see anything wrong with that, but I also need to embrace the feminine energy a little bit more again, because I am not used to, I was never modeled how to take care of myself. Yeah. And I had to learn that actually through motherhood and I brought that into my business. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a whole nother, (laughs) another conversation on another day, but it is a very unsettling feeling putting yourself first or, you know, tapping into different parts of yourself that you've never explored you know what I mean? And, you know, I know that I will have to do that at some point because I feel like, you know, I am very big into personal development and personal growth. And I know on the other side of that will be really good for myself. Therefore it will be good for my, my business. Cause you know, how we heal as people is how we pour into our business as well. Right. So I think it's really cool that you're doing that actually. Yeah. That is so well said. You know, it, it was a very uncomfortable thing. Number one, to just admit that you need to do that kind of work. There's an ego thing there, but number yeah. two, to invest money in doing that kind of yes. work. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I remember sitting with my husband and saying, so I'm investing in this program. And he's like, oh, like for your business? And I'm like, no, for me and my body and my self-esteem. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. And, <laughs> and it's things that like, you know, people think that you can do on your own, you know what I mean? But it's like, no, you need, you need help with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm a big, big promoter of affirmations I think they're amazing I Mm -hmm. also think they will only take you so far right yeah depending on what your needs are right but I think so many of my listeners are going to be able to relate to to what you were saying what you were feeling Mm -hmm. just like knowing having kind of that nagging feeling that like I'm gonna have to do that work I have Mm -hmm. to explore that I need to do that yeah and kind of waiting for the moment when it's like all right this is time and this is going to be a friggin' ride it's going to be a shit show it's going to be emotional like (laughs) oh my god it's going to bring up like ancestral shit like this is not just me this is my mom and my grandmother who were not able to express themselves and connect with their bodies and their and their self-worth and like all the way down the line like this is a this is an individual and a collective thing like That's a bus ticket that you're scared to buy. (laughs) Uh, 100%. Yeah. And you're right. And I was thinking, I'm like, you know, previous generations were not as open about these conversations as we are now. And it just, you know, it's good to have these conversations because, you know, with your listeners, Mel, it's like, they probably don't feel alone. They probably feel heard and they probably feel seen. And I think these conversations that you were bringing up on your podcast are very important to have, you know, you know. I, I feel like just having this conversation, you're probably going to just give me that little nudge to go, you know, invest in myself on a personal level, not so much on a business. Cause I can, I can justify investing in myself in my business, you know, not so oh much. Oh my gosh. This has gotten life. to such a good place. I'm so excited. I will send you a couple of accounts of people to follow that like yeah, I've awesome. worked with, but yeah, I, I think especially as women entrepreneurs, and I want to make that distinction, that connection, because like men and women operate very differently. 
Mm-hmm. And as women, we are carrying a lot. We are carrying a lot. And like, I remember when I had my daughter, it was a very shameful birth experience. Like I was shamed a lot by staff and stuff. And then she was born and nobody, nobody took, nobody inquired about how I was doing aside from like, is your milk coming in? Are you still bleeding this X amount? But like, nobody checked in healthcare wise to see how I was doing. And it wasn't until a few years later that it clicked for me. Like, man, we do women dirty. Like we just, you know, it's just the expectation is that you just keep plugging on and a part of you has to like grieve you have to grieve the part of you that you're leaving behind. Yeah. Like the single person who becomes in a committed relationship every once in a while, they want to be single again. They yeah. haven't grieved. Yeah. You know, even though it's not like a bad thing, we still yeah. have to let go of the parts of ourselves that are no longer there. Yeah. Like you become a mother, you kind of have to grieve the pre-children yeah. stage because yeah. it is such a big change. Mm-hmm. And if you leave employment, which is the standard, the norm, the safety net, the flow of money that is habitual and, and consistent, you kind of have to grieve that a little bit because now you're going into the unknown and you're like in uncharted territory and there's difficulties that come with that. So like, I feel like, oh, we need to talk a little bit more about that too. And, yeah. and, and every stage of growth is beautiful. But then you feel so much pain for where you were at. And for a lot of us, we shame ourselves for where we were, right? Yes. For the mistakes that we made. And then we carry that. We carry it all. Yeah, for sure. And it's so interesting that you say that, you know, there is this mourning process of, you know, these transitions that we go through. I never had a traditional like corporate job. Never. Like I never had that, but I can appreciate what you're saying, not only from motherhood, you know, mourning the, who you used to be into who you are becoming. Like there is like a big transition there that you're, you're right. No one talks about, but it's also different stages as who I am as a business owner. You know what I mean? Like you, you, there is a lot of shame and how you used to deal with things and how you've done things before. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to let that go because, you know, there is no shame in who I was before, you know, other people may tell you otherwise, but you just need to know that. Yeah. You just kind of need to know that you were on the right path and you just have to kind of keep doing what you feel like you're meant to be doing. I always say that if you're going against the grain, you're doing something good. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, I love that. 100%. Yeah. In, 100%. in business, parenting, um, relationship, whatever. Right. It's just yeah. like, you know, when you're going against, what a lot of people are doing I always feel like I'm doing something right so not to say that people are doing things wrong I just feel like it's because I'm listening to my intuition and listening to my wants and my my desires (laughs) yeah desire yeah it's it's funny even just to say that word right you're like oh my god very sexual you know what I mean like and there's nothing wrong with that but I feel like again those are not very sexualized yeah that's a whole other conversation but yeah, like I've I've started changing some of that language and my listeners are going to start to recognize that that I'm saying yeah. things like juicy and desire and yeah. like creates a little a little yeah. something. Yeah, I I love this. I I'm so glad that we got onto this. I think it's going to be so powerful for the the women who are listening. Mm. And just knowing that 
you get to have it all. Mm-hmm. Like you get to have the family life and the incredible business and the the growth and the healing and the sensual experiences. You get to feel the way you want to feel and express yourself the way you want to express yourself. That is your divine right. Nobody can take that from you. And so I invite you to give yourself permission to have that because nobody is holding on to it. You're just, you're not letting yourself have it like that Halloween candy that's sitting on the counter and you're like, I shouldn't eat that. You know, like that's what you're doing with everything that's going to bring you so much joy and pleasure and make this life more abundant than you ever thought. But if you set yourself up and you allow yourself to have everything that's going to help you, just like we've talked about here today, you get to have it all. And that is a beautiful, beautiful gift to give to yourself and to model for all the other people who are being impacted by you. So thank you so much, Kate, for coming on. I'm so excited about this discussion. I'm so excited for everyone to hear it. I think so many people are going to relate to it. So thank you so much for giving us your your time and your energy. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Take care. Bye-bye, guys. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am so grateful for you. I hope you leave this podcast and take one step no matter how large or small, towards your goals. Until next week, if you're feeling what I'm putting out, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave me a five-star rating and review. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I'll see you next week.